you may, uh, I believe that for a large part of the rest of this year, we'll be talking about the same thing. And so if you are, I, I realize it's the holidays. And so if you're unable to make it to a Sunday or Wednesday, would you please, would you please give time at least to connect to the podcast or the broadcast that is made available to you on your mobile device or computer so that you stay connected to what the Lord is speaking to us over the remainder of this year? I'm asking you to do that. Praise God. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord this morning. It's good to see Sister Sanchez back where she belongs. And I know that I know that Brother Sanchez is very he sounded like a little baby. I, did I say that before? I love you, Brother Sanchez. He's like, man, this is too long. I said, Well, the Lord may be making you appreciate her a little more. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Genesis chapter one. Verse number one. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Notice, he created in the beginning. This, of course, you've heard this before if you've been around here very long at all. In the beginning simply means the beginning of time. Not the beginning of God. He is from everlasting to everlasting. But in the beginning, at the beginning of time, God created. Now, I'm just going to tell some of you today, you're going to hear some things you've heard from me the last over the last several weeks where I've been telling you, man, God's been talking to me since the 1st of October about this stuff. I just can't. I'm not trying to get it out of my spirit. I'm letting him keep putting it in my spirit. So in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God did that. God never intended for light and darkness to dwell together. God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness night and the evening and the morning were the first day. Go to the book of John, chapter number one. I love hearing pages turn. John chapter 1, 
starting with verse number 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Skip down to verse number 9. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Which men does it light? Every man that cometh into the world. That's the design of God. He was in the world, verse 10. The world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Watch. Which were born... Not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. So this wasn't the will of the flesh. It wasn't something fleshly produced. Nor of the will of man. It wasn't the will of man, but of God. What's implied there is they were born of the will of God. This is God's will, not the will of man. Verse 14, watch. And the Word, that's what we read about in verse 1. The Word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. I don't know how far we'll get today. This will probably just be all intro today. But would you pray with me one more time. And would you ask the Holy Ghost to reach into our spirit and bring revelation and understanding today? I'm not interested in us hearing today with our intellect. We need the Lord to open our understanding and write upon our spirit today. Jesus, in your name, each and every one of us are but vessels, but you are God. I pray this morning according to your will. Open the understanding. Open our understanding. I pray the enlightening of our eyes to know what is the will, the wisdom, and the knowledge of God. And Ride upon the tables of our heart your living word. Bring revelation. I pray the imparting of divine revelation this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everybody said amen. It is so. How many of you have heard those verses before? Yeah, if you've been around here at all, you've heard that before here and probably elsewhere. Definitely Genesis 1, right? 
I want you to notice something that, you know, sometimes verses that are familiar, we can miss things. Or it's the power of the Word of God. We can read it again and again and again, and the Lord can take a verse that we've memorized and quoted a hundred or a thousand times, and He can bring revelation about something else. You know, Genesis 1, of course, says, In the beginning God created. That creation took place at the beginning of time. God had to first create time and space. Yeah, I don't understand that either, but He had to do it. And then he began to create all that fills time and space. Does that make sense, sort of? So that's what happened in the beginning. At the beginning of time, God began creating. But John 1, 1 is different. John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was. Ah, that's significant, isn't it? Because I, I, I hear the wheels turning in some of the teachers' minds here today. English was past tense already, right? In the beginning was the Word. That means when we read in Genesis 1, in the beginning God created, but when we read in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, that tells me the Word was before the beginning. Amen? The Word was before the beginning. And that Word there that we read in John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. That literally is the divine expression of God, is what it's saying. You could read it that way and it wouldn't change the meaning at all. In the beginning was the thought, the idea, the plan, the divine expression of God. And the thought, the idea, the plan, the divine expression was with God. And the thought, the idea, the plan, the divine expression was God. You cannot separate God from His plan. You cannot separate God from His expression. The plan of God is fully enveloped in God. God has a plan in this day and this time and it cannot be separated from Him. If you and I were to separate the plan of God from God, God ceases to exist. Because in the beginning, before the beginning, before creation, before time, there was God. And before time, there was the expression, the thought, the idea, the plan of God. Before time, before He ever started the measurement of time, God had a plan. He was the plan. He had a divine expression of the plan. And the only way He could bring it to fruition was to create time. Because time was part of His plan. But the plan of God, which was God, we've read, existed before time. Stay with me this morning. If you're sitting here and you're going, where are we trying to go? Don't worry about it. Trust what the Holy Ghost would put in your spirit. The Lord is wanting to reveal some things to us. I want to ask you two questions this morning. Think about this. Who are you? And what in the world are you doing here? I mean, what are you doing here? Checking off your Sunday morning list? 
satisfying something that you think, well, I, I need to go to church because that, I mean, like, I want to go to heaven, so I, I think maybe if I go to church, that helps. I hope that's not all it is. Do you think it could be part of God's plan? For you to be there. In the beginning was the thought, the idea, the plan, the divine expression of God. And it was God. And the thought, the idea, the plan of God, the expression of God. God was made flesh and dwelt among us. God was made flesh. The plan of God was made flesh. This is why Jesus Christ could declare these words. The law, the Psalms, and the prophets... Speaking of the Old Testament scriptures, they all speak of me. What, what do you mean, Jesus? All of that speaks of you? How is that possible? Because all of the law, all of the Psalms, all of the prophets, they all point to the divine expression, thought, the idea. They all point to the plan of God, which is God. And all of that was found in the Lord Jesus Christ. We read John 1 and 14. The word, the thought, the idea, the plan of God. God was made flesh and dwelt among us. And so we see the living plan of God manifested to us. But it's interesting this thing about the Lord Jesus Christ that we know and we worship. We can read in the book of Colossians. And man, we're jumping fast. I didn't think we were going to get here this quick. We read in the book of Colossians. And you and I, you are complete where? In Him, who is the head of all principality and power. It's interesting, this thing about the thought, the idea, the plan, the expression of God, God's plan. What is God's plan? Well, let me tell you. You ever read Jeremiah chapter 1? It's an interesting story. The Lord God begins to speak to Jeremiah in the Old Testament, and He makes a statement that's profound. He says, Jeremiah, before... Everybody say, before... Before I formed you in your mother's womb. Not when. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, Jeremiah, I knew you. Not only did I know you, I ordained you as a prophet. When did he ordain him as a prophet? Before he ever formed him. When did he know him in his mother's womb? Before he ever formed him there. How did God know Jeremiah before he formed him and before he ordained him? I'll tell you how he knew him. Jeremiah was in the thought, the plan, the idea, the expression of God before time began. Jeremiah was part of God's plan for God to fulfill his purpose in the earth Jeremiah was there in the mind of God before time began. And I read in the scripture in the book of Acts and in other places, the Lord is no respecter of persons. 
And if the Lord knew Jeremiah before he formed him, I would submit to you this morning, before God ever formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. Before God ever shaped you in your mother's womb, he knew you. Why did he know you? I would submit today before the beginning of time, before he ever spoke this world into existence in the plan of God, he knew you. You were there before time began in the plan of God. Now, you may sit here and say, well, that's a neat idea. I'm going to show you in the Word of God today. Before time began, you and I were in the plan of God. Why does the enemy want you to think you're insignificant? You don't matter. Nobody notices you. You don't have any place or part. Nobody would miss you if you weren't there or not. I'm telling you, it's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Before time began, you were in the mind of God. I don't even know where I want to go next. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. Let's try that. The first chapter. Jesus placed this in our spirit according to your will. We have to know who we are and why we're here. And it's because of the plan of God. And hear me this morning. I've quoted it already from Colossians. You are complete in him. You will never be fulfilled in your life. You will never be satisfied in your life. There will always be an emptiness and a longing in your life until you are in Christ Jesus. Because the only way you and I are ever complete, made whole, made perfect, is in Him. Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 3. Ephesians 1, verse number 3. Listen to the word of the Lord. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us. Question. I'm going to work on your English skills today. Who ha- Sister, if, just in case, we'll, we'll check with Sister Santos. She's an English teacher. Ooh, we really put her on the spot, won't we? Who hath blessed us. What tense is blessed? Past tense. Oh, so that means it's already done. Is that right? Ah, do you believe that? That's the word of the Lord. So so you need to understand what we're reading about is already done. This isn't something he's going to do. This is already done. Some of you believe that. This is already done. Watch. I'm going to start over. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us. It's already done. What has He blessed us with? All. All what? Not some. Not a little bit. Not a portion. He has blessed us with all spiritual Blessings. He's already done this. Where did he do this? In heavenly places. Where? Where at? In Christ. 
Oh, that's the thought, the idea, the plan, the divine expression of God. He was made flesh and dwelt among us. Where did he bless us with all spiritual blessings? It's already done. He did it in Christ. When we read John 1 and 1 and John 1 and 14, and we see the word, the thought, the idea, the plan, the expression of God made flesh, all spiritual blessing for you and I is already in Him. It's already done. That's why you are complete in Him. You want spiritual blessing in your life? It's already done. You just have to abide in Him. He did it in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we got to keep going. We're never going to get done, do we? Verse 4. Watch verse 4. Because it's continuation, right? Verse 3 ends with a colon. That tells us verse 4 explains or further defines what comes after verse 3. Watch verse 4. According as he hath... Somebody read that out loud with me. As he hath what? Chosen who? Chosen who? Us. Where did he choose us? In him. He has chosen us. In him. Who's him? Who are we talking about? Him. The Lord Jesus Christ. The thought, the idea, the plan, the expression of God. God manifest in the flesh. He chose you and I in him. Well, when did he do this? Let's read a little bit further. He hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world. Brittany, Jeanette, Joel, and Annie, Carlos, and Lisa, Nelson, and Patrice, and I could keep going around the room and calling your name. Before the foundation of the world, before time, before the world began, He chose you and I in Him, and He blessed us with all spiritual blessing in Him. Do you think you matter to Him? Do you think you're a part of the plan, the thought, the idea, the expression of God? I promise you, you are. He chose you in Him before the foundation of the world. Why would the adversary try to convince someone they're insignificant? Why would the adversary cause someone to entertain suicidal thoughts? I'll tell you why. Because the enemy a liar and he's the father of lies and he would like to get you to take yourself out of the plan of God in which you were ordained before the world began see you and I we think in terms of time and we see ourselves in the few short years we have the scripture says there's 70 years given to a man, so really anything after that's bonus. And so the scripture says life is a vapor. Just here and then it vanishes. I'm almost 50 years old and I sure don't feel like it most days. And I sure can't believe I've been around. I, 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 when I look back, it's just been like that. And, and to think that, you know, I'm only promised another 20. And so I, it, it's just, you know, so swift. And you wonder... Why do I feel an urgency in my spirit sometimes? Because he 
chose me in him before the foundation of the world. Sandra, before time began, God had a plan and he saw your place in it and he saw a connection with a lady at a nursing school one day and he knew somewhere this path is going to cross. It was in the mind of God. It was in the plan and the expression of God and he saw all the way through time. He laid it out before time and in his plan he saw you and he reached to you and he rescued you and brought you into alignment with his plan and you can take every story in this room and put your spot in it and I'm telling you it was a divine ordained plan of God he saw you he reached to you Rigo that day I ran into you in the hospital sitting beside her bed it was ordained of God because he saw you in his plan before the foundation of the world either the word of God is true or it's not I'm telling you it's true it's forever settled in heaven Why did he choose us in him before the foundation of the world? That we, the rest of verse number four there in Ephesians one. This is why he did it. He did it with purpose. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us. Now notice. It's just pause right there. Sometimes that word gets us a little nervous. He did predestinate us. We were predestinated in his will. You say, oh, well, then I don't have to do anything. I just let God be God. It's predestined. No. Predestined means God has a predetermined place in his plan for you and I. But he gives us freedom of choice. And our freedom of choice... I determine whether I'm going to walk in his predestined plan for my life or I'm going to choose my own way. Or I'm going to walk in his predestined, predetermined plan for my life that was ordained before the beginning of the world or I'm going to choose my own will in my own way. You understand, Lucifer was cast out of heaven because he chose his own way. predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Turn with me to where do I want to go now? Let's go to Titus chapter 1. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Titus chapter 1, verse 1. That's a little harder to find. Shorter book. Page 1945, this is a good thing about not just putting it on the screen. You learn where things are in your Bible. Titus chapter 1 verse 1. Paul, that's who's writing. A servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. 
according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. Watch verse 2 here with me. In hope of eternal life, which God, that what? Say that again. He can't what? God that cannot lie. What are we talking about? Hope of eternal life, right? Which God that cannot lie, what did he do? He promised it. When did he promise it? When? Oh, it wasn't when Jesus Christ was walking on the face of the earth. Well, he did then too. But when did that promise originate? Before the world began. See, we have to understand by the revelation of the Spirit of God today, not through intellectual understanding, by the revelation of the Spirit of God today, we must understand the plan of God was ordained before the world began. And He chose us to be a part of it. You are designed and destined to be a part of the plan of God in the earth. And also our primary pursuit should be when we pray, God, not my will, but thine be done. Not my will, but thine be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. What are we praying? Here's what we're praying. Lord, you have a plan that was ordained before the world began. My desire today is to walk in your plan the way you ordained it. My desire today is to abide in you, to be complete in you, to fulfill your will and purpose today through my life according to the way you mapped it out before time began. You were chosen of him. And I repeat the questions I started with. Who are you and what in the world are you doing? to answer these questions before God. Colossians. If you're searching through your Bible, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Going to Colossians. I really like this bringing the Bible. That's a good thing. Jesus name in Jesus name we could read the whole book of Colossians but we won't today I'll tell you as you're turning there to Colossians chapter 1 we read those few verses in Ephesians chapter 1 to give you an idea you know context really matters Ephesians chapter 1 is I don't know how many verses off the top of my head but I can tell you, I know this, Ephesians chapter 1 is only three sentences. I think that's a lot of verses for three sentences. So you go back in there and start digging and reading those three sentences. Why would it be written that way? So that you don't just take one verse and take it out of context. You understand, whole. Oh, that's part of all one whole sentence. That's all tied together. All right? Colossians chapter 1. And let's just uh, start at verse 9. Colossians 1 and verse number 9. 
For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Here's what they're praying. To desire that you might be filled. Everybody say filled. Filled, notice what we're going to be filled with. The knowledge of His will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? Verse 10. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthen, verse 11, with all might, according to His glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. Now watch, verse 12. Tis the season, verse 12. Giving thanks. Everybody say, giving thanks. Giving thanks unto the Father. Watch what He's done. Which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. Where? Where at? In light. In light. Verse 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath... This is beautiful right here. Look what He's done. He's made us to be partakers of the inheritance in light. He's delivered us from the power of darkness. And He's translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. In whom we have redemption through His blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of every creature. Now this is going to start sounding a lot like what we read in Genesis 1 and John 1. We're talking about light and darkness and creation. Verse 16. For by Him. Who's Him? The Lord Jesus Christ. Right? For by Him were all things created. That are in heaven, in earth, visible, invisible. Watch, listen, hear the word of the Lord. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Now, have you ever heard this verse? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities and powers. You ever heard that? Well, the Word of God says right here that He created principalities and powers. You believe that? I do. And watch the last part of verse 16. All things were created by Him and what? For Him. I wrestle with principalities and powers, but he created them? Then apparently, the wrestling is for his purpose. What it does in me and what it does through me. And I understand he created all dominion. And I understand he created all principality and power. And so therefore, if I'm part of his body... Some of you, this is going to come to you when you wake up in the morning or something. 
if I'm part of his body, I have authority as a part of the body of Christ over all principality and power and dominion and every principality and power and dominion and throne is made by him who's him, my head, the body I'm a part of. It's made by him and for him. And so when I understand he's chosen me in him, not with him, in him, before the foundation of the world, everything else he created is subject to him and for him. And I'm part of him when I'm part of his body. You're not getting it, but it'll come. Some of you are thinking, man, he's worked up about this. I'm telling you, I know who I am. You know why some people don't, and I'm not saying people in this room. You know why some people don't like this? Because it means I can't say I'm any better than you. I can't say I'm more important than you. Neither one of us, none of us are more important to the body or the plan of God than the other. We just all have different parts and places in the plan of God. And you know what it does? It eliminates this idea of competing. I'm not trying to do what my brother's doing. How God uses him in the body is different than how he uses me. We're both seeking to obey the head, which is Christ, and fulfill the will of God in our part and in our place. I don't look at my brother and go, I wish I was doing what he's doing or trying to compete or compare because I understand God's chosen all of us in him before the foundation of the world. And he didn't choose us all to be the same part. What kind of body would we be if all of us were hands? Strange, weird, abnormal. Well, we may fit some of those descriptions anyway. But I'm kidding. I don't even know where I'm at now. I think we're at verse, uh, we just finished verse 16, didn't we? Verse 17, I'm almost done. And he is, what? Before. Now we're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, but understand, he is before all things. And by him all things consist. Verse 18. Here it is. And he is the head of the body. Just so we're clear who the body is. The church. He. Who's he? The word. The thought. The idea. The expression. The plan of God that was God. He is the head of the body, which is the church. Watch. Who is, who is the beginning? The firstborn from the dead. Why? That in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father. That in him should all fullness dwell.
finally, 1 Corinthians 12. Father, help us see who we are. Help us understand we have place in you. Open our understanding that we're not coincidentally connected. Open our understanding that we are part of your body. You are the head. You have purpose from before the world began. You saw in 2019 and in the plan of God... You saw us. You ordained us. You knew our place. Let the lies of the adversary be dispelled this day. And let the truth of the word of God be quickened. In the heart and the mind and the spirit. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. First Corinthians 12 and 18. But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body. Whose body? It's the church. Whose body is it? The body of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have a question. Notice he set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. Stand with me today. I have a question for you. How many have ever heard of the legend of Sleepy Hollow? <laughs> you guys were like, we weren't expecting that question. We're making sure you're listening. I wasn't expecting that question either. That's the one that just came to me, though. I'm sorry again. How many of you ever heard of the legend of Sleepy Hollow? That, that story. Maybe I'll, rem maybe I'll remind you. It's the, it's the one of the headless horseman, right? I think he, his head was like a pumpkin is how I always remember the pictures in the little book in the story, right? He, anybody, now how many of you remember the legend of Sleepy Hollow? A few more, a few more, right, right, right. You know, that was strange, wasn't it? If we, if we saw a body without a head, what would we call that? Dead? Yeah, that's one thing. We, we might call that. So that's strange. That's not normal. That's, that's not right, right? Something, that's a monster or something. Yeah. Okay, so let's flip that. If we saw a head without a body. Some of us, I, I, some of us might be like, you know, I could do better with a body without a head than I could a head without a body. Yeah, if we saw a head without a body. We understand. That's foolish. You don't have a head without a body. You don't have a body without a head. You, right? They're not complete. You don't have a complete body without a head. You can't take a head and say, well, as long as you got a head, everything else is okay. Who cares about the rest of the body? The body and the head come together. That's a complete body. We understand this in the natural 
I would to God. He would open our understanding today in the spiritual that we recognize and realize in the beginning was the word, the thought, the idea, the plan, the expression of God. And the word was with God and the word was God. And God or the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Where was the glory of God manifested? It was manifested through the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do we agree with that? The glory was manifested through the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. But there came a day where he said to his disciples, It is expedient for you that I go away. But if I go away, I will come again unto you. And I'm with you, but I shall be in you. And he left and ascended. And the body did not return. For that was not the plan. They tried to kill the body. But he resurrected three days later. And he ascended some 47 days later. And he ascended into heaven. Where the scripture says he was set at the right hand of the throne of God. We understand that's not a literal right hand. Because God doesn't have hands and feet. God is a spirit. We understand the right hand is the place of all authority and power and dominion. And so he ascended and was set there at the place of all authority and power and dominion. But he said, I would come again and I'll come to you. But Jesus Christ did not return in bodily form. But the Spirit returned on the day of Pentecost. And there was a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all, they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. What was that? That was the Spirit of God coming and filling the body. And now you and I are the body of Christ and I submit to you today in the plan purpose of God in the divine expression of God that God himself who now ascended and sits on the throne the Lord Jesus Christ who is the head of the church he is not complete without us that is his plan you and I are the body so how is the glory of God made manifest in the earth? The same way it was when he walked on the earth through the body of Christ. You were in the plan of God before. If you're trying to understand this in your intellectual mind, you'll never do it. But let the Holy Ghost put this in your spirit today. You were in the plan of God before the foundation of the world. You have purpose. You have calling on your life. You have destiny written on your life 
I'm not trying to give you some hype speech today. God forbid. But I would that by the revelation of the Spirit of God and the Word of God, there would come a quickening and an understanding in your spirit and mind of who we are and our purpose in this world and the time of God where He's called you. Oh God, open our heart and open our understanding. This day I pray in who we are, our purpose and our calling that you would show forth wonderful works through the body of Christ that the glory of God would be made manifest through us to this lost and dying world that your plan would be realized through us that the plan of God that the revelation of God would be made manifest through your body the church that the lies of the adversaries would be bound and the truth of the word of God would permeate every fiber of our spirit till we walk in the authority in the calling of God. Come on, reach to him. You're not here today by accident. You're not here by coincidence. I don't care if you're 10 years old, 5 years old, or 85 years old. God had you in his plan from before the foundation of the world. And our pursuit of him should be singular in focus. God, let me walk in my place in your body. Let me fulfill my purpose in your body. And I can't do this in my human effort. I can't do this in my human ability. But by your spirit that would dwell in me when you fill me with the baptism of the gift of the Holy Ghost it is possible in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus come on where it's appropriate I want you to do what we did at the outset of this service I want you to reach over and grab the person beside you. Join hands with them or lay hands on their shoulder and begin to pray together. Come on, together we are the body of Christ. Together we are the body of Christ. Not individual parts, but together we are the body of Christ. Jesus, let your spirit work through us. Jesus, let us be yielded vessels to your voice and to your will. Anoint our eyes to see the kingdom of God. Anoint our ears to be in tune with the voice of God. Let us as a body be fully connected to you who is the head, hearing, obeying, walking as you lead. Jesus, 
Come on, there's healing here today. There's deliverance here today. There's victory here when you let the Holy Ghost renew your mind and show you who you are. When you let the Holy Ghost renew your mind and show you who you are. You're of great value in the kingdom. You have purpose in his plan. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, let us walk in your will. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hitamale koyoshi arataha. Nele di arabai olobositi erele diha. Inamando robosi aratahaye. Ketolobosi eti arabahaye. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Itavale koyoshiti atahaye. Iaratahaye kiti araramahaye. Irolobo koshiti erele di hatahaye. Iraramando lobo koriashatahaye ki ataha. Every part matters, every part matters. He saw your place and your part before the world began. He set you in the body as it pleased Him, according to His plan, His sovereign design. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We worship you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. As you, I'm telling you, in the days ahead, as the Spirit of the Lord, as you continue to fellowship His Spirit, if you'll purpose to continue to fellowship Him in prayer, His Word, he is going to reveal this truth to you more and more and more. Proving to you who you are. By job title, I'm a credit union regional director. That's not who I am. My job is not who I am. My I'll even go this far to say I'll go as far as to say this. My role as an elder in this congregation, that's not who I am. It's something I fulfill in his plan and purpose. We have to understand every day, every moment, every second that we live who we are. It'll change our view of everything. I no longer go through the day just trying to get through the day. 
I striving to do? I want to align with the plan of the Father. I want to fulfill my place. But here's the deal. He knew you and I couldn't do it. That's why he purchased us to himself. That's why he bought us with his own blood. That's why he filled us with his spirit. That's why it's called the spirit of grace. His grace enables us to do what we cannot do. And so I walk and live according to his will, not by my ability. God forbid, if you're trying to do it in your ability, that's why you're weary, tired, worn, frustrated, angry, burnt out. You fill in all those blanks. You can't do it. I can't do it. But he can. He can. So I yield to him. I'm his body. And as long as the head is directing, he can do it. Amen? Praise God. Could we thank him together today? Jesus, what a privilege, what an honor to be called of you. To be called by your name. You've put your name on us. You've put your name on us. I thank you today for the body of Christ, for every member in particular. I pray, Father, continued understanding and revelation given of the Holy Ghost. That we walk fully in the calling of God in this hour. For through your body you will show your glory and reach this world. In Jesus name. We praise you and we thank you. Everybody said amen. That means it is settled. The Lord bless you. Please greet someone before you go. You're dismissed in Jesus name. Some people thought we were crazy because we didn't take an offering during service. We intentionally put that off. So Brother Rigo's standing back there. Brother Martin's back there. They can grab those offering things and you can feel free should you still feel led to give offering, return tithe. You can, as you, you can do that. The Lord bless you.